Welcome back to Don't Give Up Space Cowboy, the podcast that knows that you always hit when the dealer has 18. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. With me, as always, is Chris Mosier. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right, Jeremy. <laughs> this is the podcast where Chris and I are uh, going through every single episode of the TV show, or excuse me, of the animation, of the anime. Um, I like it's to call anime. TV show. I like to call anime May. I don't know about you. Just like apostrophe M-E. Like, I feel like that just, rolls, that, that just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, we'll see if that catches on. So we're going to go through um, every episode of the Space Cowboy May and uh we're we're doing episode two and excuse me three and four this week chris are you are you excited yeah. about these episodes uh yeah um these are the two that every time i watch i am glad that we get new a new character mm-hmm. but i'm always just waiting for episode five episode five is my is my favorite one mm-hmm. and we're so close yet so far uh this is actually so we're covering three and four um the first run of cowboy bebop i was when i was looking up stuff for the last episode i found this uh the first run of cowboy bebop in japan on tv tokyo uh it was at 6 p.m uh but because of the i guess that time slot and the violence in some of these episodes uh episode two was actually the first one to air and episode three was the second episode interesting uh they only aired it the show was on from april to june of 1998 like that's not a very long time for for the show. Um, it was episodes two, then three, then seven. So episode four, five, six, not included. Uh, <laughs> and then from seven, every episode up till fifteen, and then episode eighteen, and then they did like a special. But they didn't finish the show. They didn't air all of, like the serious moments of it. It was just these random intermittent episodes that were suitable for TV. And it wasn't until uh, I think later in nineteen ninety nine that the full show finally got aired. Interesting. Um, yeah. I'm glad that we have you here to, to, to dig up all of these details on the show because I'm, as, uh, as we previously mentioned, I'm brand new to the series. Uh, I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've watched these episodes once um, and subsequent episodes, I'll have seen them twice. I think I'm going to change the, what I've been doing so I can, I can absorb them a little bit better. Um, but I'm, I'm glad we, you, we have you here to, to kind of guide me along this path. I really appreciate it. Before we get into session three, let's, uh, let's take a quick second to thank all of the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the yeah. week. They're the ones that made this possible. They're the ones that exclusively get this. So if you're listening to this, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else is hearing this unless we release it like a year from now or something. Yeah. I mean, there's, it could be a, a situation where this is released publicly in the future, but uh, I think if we do that, it'll be a while. Um, until then, we're going to go into session three, Honky Talk Woman, aired on November 7th, 1998, written by Ryota Yamaguchi. Spike and Jet first meet Faye Valentine at a casino who was involved in a scam with a mob boss in an attempt to relieve her massive debt. They found out Faye is more devious than it first appears. Uh, I just love that all the names are so easy. So Spike easy. Spiegel. First of all, okay. Spike Spiegel. Yeah, he got his name. Jet Black. That's sure. his name. And then Faye Valentine. Faye Valentine, who was easy. introduced at first as Poker Alice, which is a really another ear laser Alice, yeah. name to remember. Uh, um, as, as, as you might guess, like this is going to be like a set in and based around a casino. Uh, I think that of these first four episodes that that we have covered, this is probably my least favorite. Although we get the introduction of a Faye, this whole casino mob boss thing until the end, I feel like is kind of weak to me. I don't I don't know if you agree with me on that. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I I like the end scenes a lot, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's three and four, three and four are the are the rough patches for me in this show because uh, I know what's coming and I and I feel like this is a, a little bit of a, a slog to get there. Not that they aren't good episodes, but. Um, 
getting introduced to Faye is obviously important. Um, we see her like right away in this episode. She's got her uh, iconic. It's become iconic. Her her yellow getup. It's very revealing uh, with her like red suspenders or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that Faye is definitely eye candy in this. Um, and yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to spend a lot of time uh, like talking about that. I feel like that. I feel like it deserves mentioning. Like in the next episode, uh, there's some scenes in her in kind of a like a really slim dress, and it's cut way high, and she's you know her boobs are just soul calibering everywhere. Is this? I think is the yeah. best way to describe. Um, that. I it's go ahead. Outside of her outfit, it's never super super bad. They seem like they they focus on it a couple times, and it's definitely a product of its time. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's hard because I'm a fanboy, so I'm like, yeah, like I want I want to look at this critically, but also I'm like, well, Faye is a great character, and I don't want to take away from from who she is because of the way that she was drawn. Um, but I know that for, for a fact, she's also the type of character who likes to um, to use her her image to her advantage. So I, I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. when they're tricking, you know, uh 15-year-old Chris into into thinking this is a uh, hot and sexy, it's really just Faye trying to get one over on somebody and she happened to have just gotten one over on me. And and um, and here's, yeah, it's, and here's it's the thing. Here's the thing, Chris. Uh, I mm-hmm. the, the, I'm I'm not even 15 and this was working on me. Like uh the <laughs> the way that the animation is, like it's really good and it's it's reasonable. Like I, I made that soul caliber joke and it was really that just a joke. Like Faye looks like in proportion to herself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the kind mm-hmm. of thing that kills me with um some of the some of the drawings and some of the other um you know animes that i've only been briefly exposed to um yeah that style of like just the overly exaggerated proportions kind of is like okay i come on yeah, uh, yeah and i yeah. get that that's a, that's an aesthetic that's a style if you like it you like it like i don't i don't really care about it that much but uh Faye, despite the the kind of male gaze of it like she works as a character she's really interesting she's got her own agenda and her own agency despite the fact that like 90 percent of the time you see her in these two episodes she's either uh shipwrecked or she's <laughs> handcuffed to somebody or she's being told yeah. what to do uh but especially in like episode five like she's gonna get she's gonna get a little bit more agency so i kind of like her as a character i think we just needed to bring that up once and then we can we can probably just move yeah, on yeah yeah it. we're not gonna hem and haw over Faye. I love Faye. I love the whole cast. Same. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, we, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, we start with, with Faye. We don't know her name yet, but she, she walks into this like herbal med- medicine shop. Uh, we don't know what she's looking for because things quickly go wrong. <laughs> she has this quote about like, uh, the first rule of combat is to like, oh, I can't, damn it. Why always, always shoot first. Yeah. 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 And then like just machine guns start like unloading on her. Yeah. Like, and it uh, looks and like sh- because, uh, like she goes up to this dude and the dude is like, oh, honey, I could definitely put you into work around here. Like he's being kind of skeezy. And then like three guys line up outside. But I just assumed they were like looking in the store, but she just starts shooting at them. <laughs> so I guess that she was, yeah, they she were chasing her. She pulls a machine gun out and just starts <laughs> firing through the door. They start firing back and like this shop gets blown to bits. Um, and she, I think she runs out. Let's see. Yeah, she, she runs. She runs out and immediately. Like they, they kind of mix it up, yeah. and then when the dust clears, she's got. Uh, there's a bunch of dudes around her pointing guns at her face, so she's obviously caught out. Um, and she's brought to a uh, to this like really extravagant spaceship. Like we we've seen the the, the bebop. Uh, and the bebop is kind of like an everyman spaceship, right? Like it's not super fancy, but yeah. this is like yeah. carpets everywhere. It's like the Millennium Falcon, kind of. Yeah, the, yeah, it's very much Millennium Falcon or like kind of rough, you know, kind of rough space bucket type thing. Uh, this is something yeah. totally different. Like this is this is obviously like an extraordinarily wealthy person's spaceship. He's traveling in luxury. Yeah, definitely. And um, this is where it's funny that we we see in in this first scene, Faye is clearly capable. She's she's on her shit, but then she's just so unlucky. 
it, like every turn, Faye is unbelievably unlucky. Uh, cause she's immediately caught despite like thinking that she's prepared. Like you get the feeling like she led those guys into that shop to give herself this advantage, the surprise attack. And it just totally didn't work for her. Uh, she gets caught and then like this, this crime boss, whoever he is, we get his name in a minute, but I didn't write it down just yet. Um, he, he calls her the legendary lady luck. And I'm just like, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I like this casino spaceship too. Like I like the idea that uh, capitalism has gone so far in the future that we just have an entire spaceship. That's a casino. Like that's, that's a very yeah. casino like thing to do, right? Like that's a very, like, it's a very like, Oh yeah, come to this entire spaceship and lose all of your money or something. Yeah. We, uh, we learn here that, Faye, who who is known to to have this sort of winning streak, but also has an incredible amount of debt. We don't even know the the limits of it. It's probably a lot like my student loan. So, like Faye, I feel you, girl. Um, she's sort of going to be roped in into a deal that's going to say, "Hey, you do this for us, and it'll pay off your debt." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Spike and Jet in an elevator uh, going down into this casino. And they're here because simply, as I mentioned, I think last episode, how dreams are always playing some sort of a factor. Uh, Jet had a dream that they were going to win big. And he's like, you just got to follow your dreams, man. You just, <laughs> you get, you have a dream like that and you, you gotta, you gotta pursue it. Uh, so here they are. Um, there's a lot of, in this episode, probably throughout this entire show, just a lot of scenes of Spike smoking where signs say no smoking. Uh, and so Jet being a little bit more straight laced than Spike is like, Hey man, uh, no smoking in here. You got to put that out. Spike being the fucking lunatic that he is, he swallows his cigarette. <laughs> Uh, and this is going to be a thing that comes up a lot in this episode because he seemed, I definitely th- th- thought he was swallowing the cigarette too. And as somebody that used to smoke, um, quite a bit, uh, that's the grossest thing I can ever imagine. Uh, but later he's, uh-huh. he's going to just bring that bad boy back up and he's going to do this with our kind of, uh, MacGuffin throughout the episode as well with this, this poker chip that we're going to start talking about here yeah. in a minute. He like, he swallows that and then just kind of brings that back up as well, which makes me wonder like, what, where are you learning these like sword swallowing and then he's sword so revealing skills? <laughs> is a weird thing for you to know how to do like it comes up this much like yeah uh, <laughs> well it's not in any other episodes it's just a lot in this one I, they just established that he can do it because then they get into the casino and he like hawks it up into an ashtray yeah, like, like he was gross. saving it for a while like he could just put it off and just, he could just hold it like i've held a cigarette butt but so i don't throw it on the ground because i'm not you know yeah, a disgusting yeah. person you can just like you know put out the ember and then you're done um also this just reminded me of the arrested development scene where joe Bluth tries to do this and then just has to fail and he just have to wait yeah <laughs> just to make himself yeah. throw up <laughs> um <laughs> they uh so they're in here they're looking out at this casino spike is dressed in his like same like leisure suit that he always has on mm-hmm. but but um jet's real done up he's got his hat on he's got his fancy suit on he's got his sunglasses like he's here he's a high roller he's ready to win he's lost he's, vegas he stuff. believes he's lost he vegas believes stuff, it. Man. Yeah, this is great he's going to vegas uh but he tells spike dude you better not play your eyes are too sharp they're gonna kick us out if you start winning too yeah, much if so. you win too much um, like they'll be on to you so apparently he has this kind of preternatural skill for for gambling um it cracks me up because uh the next time we see jet despite his like you're gonna go win big he's just playing the slot machines which to me is like yeah. entry-level <laughs> casino <laughs> bullshit like, I just gotta say, yeah, Jet is just like he's all bluster, yeah, and, and, and there's no bang behind it. Like he's, um, but he naturally does win a lot. <laughs> it doesn't really come up, and it doesn't last. But no, he actually no, yeah. does win he, big. He does win. He does win pretty good at the slot machine. So good for him. Um, I just I love the way that they're 
they're doing the set dressing here. I just, every, every episode, every scene, they they do so much to just lay this scene out before you. And, and I can't help but just look at this and picture this giant roulette wheel spinning, um, with these characters on it. Cause it's just always so much happening and it all seems like it's up to luck half the time. Uh, and it's just, this is going to be fun to watch. It, it's, like uh, as much as like I said, this was my like, kind of my least favorite episode. Uh, it's really because of the casino aesthetic. Like I think casino stories are kind of boring to me. I don't like casinos. Oh yeah, in real I'm personally life. not interested. In yeah, casino yeah, shit. but it's, it is extremely well done. Like all of the characters yeah. look different. Like nobody looks like they're just painting. Like they're they're copying and pasting anything. Like the all of the except for the dude who looks like like a bad copy paste of Spike, who's there on purpose. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you know as Spike is moving around, uh, like I think he kind of tips somebody or like he, he kind of gives somebody a tip on what to. Yeah. And so kinda... in every episode we see these three old men i don't know if it's literally every episode but we keep seeing these three old men they were in the bar in the first episode where asimov uh got shot up or whatever mm-hmm. and then i think they're in the second episode on like the side of the road playing chess uh or checkers and then and uh spike runs through their table and then here they are again they don't have any they don't make a comment about how they've seen spike before about how it's the same old men it just is the same old men and they're just always in these different places interesting uh, and here they're uh they're just playing cards and um and spike like you know gives them a tip puts his finger down on their card tells them to go for it whatever uh they win big so he's just snags a couple chips off the top as like a courtesy tip to himself and he goes to uh he goes to sit down and play some blackjack and um we uh, our our friend who's still Poker Alice, like we don't know her name is Faye yet, but um, Faye right. is, is is the blackjack dealer, and um, Faye remembers her assignment from this employer guy, which is to find a dude, drain him for all of his money, make him lose all of his money, and he said at the end he's going to have one chip left, and he's going to tip you that chip, and if you bring that chip to me, I will forgive all of your debt. So when Spike sits down, she looks down and she sees this 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 display that's supposed to show the picture of the guy, and the display is kind of crackled, so she immediately assumes that it's it's Spike, and then Spike proceeds yeah, it's like to a similar silhouette to Spike. <laughs> yeah, it, Spike proceeds to run this goddamn table. Like I don't know, do you ever have you ever played blackjack at a casino before? Like, uh, no, it's, it's like, if I go to a casino and I'm going to play like anything, I'm going to sit down at like a five or $10 table blackjack. I'm going to have a good time. Like that's, that's, that's my jam. Mm-hmm. And if you have someone at the table, that's like constantly winning all of the rest of the table is just going to get up and leave. Like they do not want to be around your, your winning ass. <laughs> like it's, ha- <laughs> it happened to me exactly one time in my life. And like, I won enough money to pay my rent that month. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm that's done. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's also, I guess we should note that when he starts losing all of his money, that clearly something's fishy here because Spike has has shown that he is well. Even like Jet was saying, like you're not, you shouldn't play. Your eyes are too sharp. Like you're going to win at everything you do. So when we see Spike losing, we should know, hey, something's up here. Well, not even um, not even losing. He loses it all on one hand. Like he bets it all yeah, on one yeah. hand. After this, like everybody at the table is gone. Uh, it's just him and Faye, and she gets a twenty one, and he doesn't. I think he busts, and uh, he he has to hand over all of the money. Uh, and he does, but he says, I've only got one chip left. And he says, but I think I'm going to keep it. And Faye obviously is like, wait, you're not supposed to do that and starts chasing him, yeah. uh, which is pretty funny to me, I think. He says something about, like, I'm not skillful and I'm not lucky. And she says, then what are you? And he says, I guess that makes me generous. <laughs> he just gave all that money away to her. <laughs> Some really clever writing in, in here. Like, I, it's it's a lot of fun listening to Spike talk uh, quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. 
as he's walking away, he runs into who the actual target was supposed to be, and they literally run into each other again, just following like a trail of Spike runs yeah, into you, the plot you, of these you episodes. You can't tell if it's serendipity or if it's on purpose. Like, you never know what the fuck Spike is yeah, up to. Is, is it fate or is it just dumb bad luck? Like, which one is yeah. it? Uh, it's really um, funny to me. Uh, but they swap chips. They bump into right? each other and they swap chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Spike. So the other dude, he. he, he Bumps into Spike, and he freaks out, and he's crawling all over the ground, and he grabs a chip, and he puts it in his pocket, and he runs off. Uh, and then we see Spike, who's kind of looking at the dude, like, huh? And then he lifts up his foot, and underneath it, he has the chip. Uh, so he snags that, um, and then I think this is when Faye comes up to him. Again, we don't know her name yet. She's Poker Alice. She's the dealer here. She comes up, and she starts talking about how he's, uh, she, you know, hey, you're not following the plan. And he's like, plan? What are you talking about? You were cheating over there, and I was nice enough not to call you out. So chill out, lady. <laughs> and then, like, I, I love that everybody around uh, this this conversation looks at, oh, are you serious? <gasps> the dealer was cheating? Yeah. And, of course, that triggers all of the guards to come over, and because, you know, that's one of their dealers getting, you know, kind of harassed. So they're going to come over and, and, and try to deal with Spike. And, of course, Spike yeah. is, like, looks at this as, all right, time to party. Like, let's get into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> Time to exercise. He says he likes the workout program here. Um, but he, he swallows the chip also. He's just like, yeah, this is how I'm going to handle this situation. Yeah. Uh, can't take it off me if it's in my poop. Um, uh, not until later. Uh, the dudes, yeah, the dudes are like asking him, like, hey, we want to ask you a question. He's like, oh, really? What's that? And they just punch him in the face, which is a great question yeah. to ask, I think. It's a great opening, yeah, opening great question. Great question to ask. Uh, so, the, yeah, <laughs> they fight. They get into it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Poker Alice takes off. Uh, and then she, like, runs for her ship and then, like, swoops back in and starts shooting the place up. It's great. She her, she has a little bracelet that activates her ship, which I think is fantastic. Like, that's a thing that we yeah, all need. Yeah. Uh, if I had one of those for my I'd car, look, I'd be, I would, I would go out and drink yeah. way more than I do already like if i could just on your fitbit yeah i'm assuming the car would drive me back by by itself too i wouldn't have to drive (laughs) absolutely absolutely i love that we get just the shot the brief shot of jet in the background with this big thing of winnings uh and he's 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 made it big and he's like "Ooh, a fight this is exciting and he looks over and he's like no spike (laughs) why did it have to be my friend (laughs) i don't know why but the uh the way that he's holding the bucket full of like chips that he's won Mm -hmm. really makes it look like a just a just a like maybe a 10-piece KFC bucket out of there. You know what I'm saying? I don't know yeah. what it was, but that's what I thought it was. I did the double take on it. I was like, oh, those are chips, of course. That makes way more sense than fried chicken yeah. that he's carrying around. So this next thing happens pretty quickly. Spike is like, hey, we gotta go. Uh, Faye's taking off on her ship, and mm-hmm. just as she's like kind of flying away, she looks up, and Spike and Jet are just hanging on the edge of her ship. Um, so then it's kind of cut to the bebop. She's now handcuffed in their bathroom. Uh, she was nice enough to bring them back home, but then they were like, all right, <laughs> there's some shit going on, and we're getting to the bottom of this. So they lock her up in the bathroom. The uh, the scene where she shoots up the side of the uh, of the casino and uh, like uses her missiles to blow a hole in it and then and then uh, leaves out of it I think is so great. Uh, all yeah. of the ship combat and like the ship missiles and stuff uh, it it works for me really really well. Like I I just I, it was it's just a blast. To yeah, watch. it's like, awesome. It's so much um, fun. I guess it turns out you like this episode more than you thought you did. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I like parts of it. Just, it just, I feel like the maybe I do. Yeah, you're maybe you're absolutely right. We're gonna do the supernatural thing where I'm like, this episode we're sucks. Tw- Twenty yeah. minutes later, actually, can't help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, back on the bebop, she, Spike spits up the chip because she's like, yeah, you were supposed to give me this chip, and he's like, oh yeah, this, and he coughs it up, and uh, Jet is like, that's disgusting, but okay. Um, they find out Jet like puts it in his computer and scans it. He finds out it's a microchip. They don't know what's on it, um, not yet anyway. Um, but Faye says, if you call up Gordon, who's the guy who hired me, Gordon B. Lurkin, call him up and he will pay you a fortune for that chip. So like, 
let's deal with this. And, yeah, we get um, a we we flash over back to the casino where the uh, some gangster looking dudes are all in silhouette and like this really dark silhouette. It really reminded me of I haven't seen all of that series, but that Batman the animated series from from around this time frame, uh, like mm-hmm. how it worked with silhouettes. Like this that's, this scene reminded me of that. But they've got the dude that had the chip, but of course he has the fake chip now, and they just straight up murder this dude after they realize that he doesn't have the chip. They, they, he's useless, and then they put a bounty out on Alice's head, or excuse me, Faye's head, um, so that she, you know they can somehow somebody can track her down for. Yeah, and this is where they actually learn her real name is when the when the bounty is out. It's on Faye Valentine, and they're like, "Hey, I think Jet says something like follow your dreams. That's how you find your dream, girl, or something like that." Because they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit, fuck all this other stuff. We're gonna get rich off of you." Mm-hmm. Uh, Jet's pissed. He's like, "You made me lose all my winnings out there. So I'll, we're gonna trade you into the police, and we're gonna get that six million wulongs that you're worth." I, uh, I love. We're I gonna love be good. that we we learned this from Big Shots again. By the way, like uh, yeah, there's yeah. Big Shots works for me in a really cheesy way. I, I very much appreciate it. Oh, it's great. Um, I, I tried really hard to try to come up with a bit for this podcast to be based around bid shocks, but I really couldn't do it. So I just, and I wanted to start recording. So I was like, ah, eh, fuck it. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, during all this, they're thinking, okay, we're going to turn her in, get our bounty. Everything's good. Gordon comes in. He's this kind of crime boss and his, their ship like rams into the bebop and he's like, Hey, um, time to, uh, time to pay up or give us that chip back. Um, Jet tells Gordon that they they know what the chip is. Um, they know it's a microchip. They know it's a decrypt. It's decryption software. It can kind of hack anything, sort of, or break any lock. Well, I think this, um, I think this is kind of cool because uh, Jet explains that there is like it is an artificial intelligence that can hack any security system, but it needs a de- it needs to be decoded to work, and that's what the chip is. So he says it's actually a key yeah, to a key yeah, yeah, yeah. if you can if you it's can roll with key. it. And I thought that was kind of cool. If there's a key. And there must be a lock. Mm-hmm. Um, I like and, Jet demands immediately. He's like, oh yeah, I'll give it to you for 300 million Wulongs. And the guy's like, uh, he's like, I'll tell you what, you give me 30 million and we got a deal. <laughs> they really, like, they're just like literally anything. We're still eating bell peppers without the beef. Like, come on, man. Uh, they're so desperate. They're so thirsty. Um, but we also learned that Jet used to be with the ISSP, like Special Forces. He was kind of like, he's kind of like a detective. Um, oh, I thought we learned that in the we next don't, episode. My bad. We yeah, he just makes a brief like mention about ISSP. Uh, okay. Um it's not it just it comes up a bunch. Um they don't address it for a while. But yeah, uh, that was so he's kind of got that that type of mindset anyway. Um but basically it's just like we'll give you the chip back. We literally don't care at all. Like you could totally have the thing, but like hook us up with the 30 mil real quick. Um and meanwhile during all of this, Gordon agrees to the deal. Faye tries to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously isn't going to go super well. Uh, and this is where we get our zero gravity scene. This is the scene I, I like a lot. I think it's just cool. It um, is very cool. Yeah. Spike suits up and heads out into like the zero gravity or to do this zero gravity trade off uh, with a suitcase or the briefcase and the uh, of money and then the, the chip. Um, and this is the type of, you know, desperado type scene you might get in any kind of mob movie or western whatever it is uh but here it's cool because it's just in like the darkness of space <laughs> <laughs> the zero g stuff really works for me like in his his suit looks cool it doesn't look like a real big yeah. bulky astronaut suit like you would expect to see from somebody that's landed on the moon uh in 19 in the 1960s uh so it, it yeah. just looks cool and, and like the fact that they're having they're doing this like deal outside of the ships like on almost neutral territory is also mm-hmm. really fucking cool to me except of course like this goes this goes awry very quickly also when Faye yes. is trying to escape she's caught by the the corgi ein which is really cute yeah <laughs> ein is like no 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 uh, again i mean ein's a very smart dog extremely so smart data dog he knows she's up to something <laughs> and he does not like it i don't know i don't know what my dogs are but they are not data dogs because they are dumb as hell <laughs> um i just again it's like 
this whole time there's 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 always the fun music and then we go out into space and it's really quiet and um that's super cool uh again they set the scene well there's this giant metal thing oscillating i think it's supposed to be like a giant like magnetic something Mm -hmm. or other oscillating around this other ship um that keeps passing by spike as he's trying to have this conversation with this guy uh and they're going to toss the stuff to each other uh at the same time toss the the money toss the chip obviously gordon's not going to play nice spike uses the timing of the oscillating whatever it is tower on the ship um to zip out of the way just as the um, the other the bad guy pulls out his gun um which so he's able to to escape for a brief period of time get out, get out of the line of fire and that's when Faye makes her escape shooting out of the side of the bebop with uh her ship and just your jet being like just open the door come on <laughs> yeah, you don't have to shoot your way out you could just open the door uh <laughs> while while Spike is fighting this dude uh in zero g space karate that's what i wrote down yeah using space karate uh it, which is very very cool like Faye zips up in the thing and then steals the 30 million mulong and then just jets like she's just gone yeah i think she gets <laughs> the chip too i could be wrong oh no they, they only have the chip she steals the wolves yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. um so gordon fires off all of his uh missiles after her because he's like i really don't like this woman anymore and um faye is able to kind of put out this like spray of i don't know what it is but effectively she's able to send all of uh gordon's tracking missiles back onto him they say and, that she um, reverses the polarity uh which is yeah. which sounds like a like a fakey science kind of bullshit thing and there's I'm, a lot of just like I'm to- throwaway like, science in here he, they throw like 50 or 75 uh like you know heat seeking rockets at this chick and the chick just like spins around all of the misser misser, misser until the last one which she re- you know does a thing about and then sends it back home like that's fucking great and then just like the, at the end of episode one at the end of episode two at the end of episode three, the bad guys are taken care of. Faye has escaped with the money, and now all they have is this one dumb, useless poker chip. Yep. Um. So, because it's not worth anything to anybody but Gordon. Gordon's dead. <laughs> so they're just like, well, we got nothing else to do but go back to the casino and play this final chip. And that's just where we we leave our our guys at this exact same place that we picked up this episode in, uh, which happens so much. So, but it doesn't so ever feel times. like stalling in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. It just feels like this is kind of like this is life uh and we're only three episodes in but we already got a different end card uh this time instead of saying see you space cowboy it says easy come easy go which is kind of the philosophy for not just the boys but Faye in the way that everything has sort of unfolded so far the this episode like i know i started with saying i didn't really i wasn't like super into it and i think that's mostly the set dressing like the the, the casino stuff doesn't really like yeah, it's not yeah. as exciting as it could be the uh the actual set pieces at the end especially like the the zero g you know fighting and all of the spaceship stuff and all of that stuff like it, blowing a hole in the side of a spaceship to escape in a tidier spice, spaceship like all of that yeah. is super cool and uh yeah. and, and and again like i'm just I, i'm i'm just blown away like are there other animes that look like this <laughs> like what have i been missing out on man like this looks great this is yeah, so I mean, good this is definitely one of the better ones mm-hmm. for sure you have any last thoughts on this before we, we we move on to the next one uh no i'm glad that uh we're getting our characters quickly and um phase awesome um we're getting closer to five that's all i'm happy about here Let's 
go to session four, Gateway Shuffle, aired on that November 14th, 1998, written by Sadayuki Burai. Spike and Jet take on Maria Murdoch, the leader of an extreme animal rights activist group called the Space Warriors. Faye stumbles her way back into the bebop and may help them out. Um, oh. So this, this opens with Faye having run out of fuel and is basically adrift in space. She's on the float uh, is what I, I have learned to call that from the, the, the books that, from the expanse. Uh, so she's, you know, she's, she's has no gravity. She's, she's eating all of her food and she's, she's in a bad way. Uh, a spaceship comes around and like, she sends the signal out like, please help me. And that spaceship just buzzes on by, uh, yeah, but then she's just ignoring her. And then she uh, sees then, a destroyed yeah. ship in the distance. And, uh, we kind of go back to, uh, jet and spike, um, who are kind of chilling out. Yeah, the on boys the... are at a, they're at a restaurant and they're talking about how, um, they, they, are, they think they're about to come up big on this bounty. So they're like, let's celebrate beforehand because beforehand, they're dumbasses. Sure. I, uh, <laughs> I just want to say that the, the establishing shots of this area, whatever planet they're on. And I think they keep saying Ganymede, yeah. but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Of Ganymede. That. Yeah. It's Ganymede. Um, yeah. the, the establishing shots of all this make me want to retire at this place. And then when they go to the yeah. restaurant and they're like, Oh yeah. Like they serve this food that was actually it's you called know, a sea rat. It's like, Basically, it's the poorest of the poor. It's like eating literal rats. But then, uh, once people didn't need to eat it anymore, once the economy came back up, nobody was buying them, so they just sold them as a delicacy at a higher price to trick people. So now you get all these dumbasses, all these rich idiots eating literal rats. <laughs> it's 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 like it's like okay, I will not be eating that then. <laughs> yeah, and he, and I think yeah. he just orders <clears throat> he just orders a different dish. But all of it sounds great. Like I'm into this. Uh, the de- guy that they're spying on is a very like jock looking dude who's like yelling mm-hmm. at people and has a table full of girls and like ordering bottle service like i feel like if uh if like rappers were a little bit more prevalent uh, over there in the east like this would be this would have been like a rapper right like this is what you see in a rap yeah, video yeah yeah this like yeah bombastic um rapper rock star type whatever it is uh but also jet like scans him with his scanner um yeah, he's got like a, he's got like a futuristic monocle basically and we see this guy like the, it like reforms to what his face looked like before plastic surgery which is like a totally different face and they're like yep this is our guy let's go grab him um then we get a look at this fuck these fucking freaks jeremy they're freaks. They are, they're, they're they're weird fuckers chris they're, they're very weird fuckers there's a there's a mom which is very obviously a mom she's like a matronly woman very prim and yeah. proper with yeah. uh five similarly dressed dudes that are all they all have they're, they're all freaks they're all wearing like weird hats uh they're all wearing weird they're all dressed just very strangely and she's kind of talking about like oh we need to you guys messed up and somebody needs to take responsibility and she blames one of them one of them whose name is Harrison like oh Harrison you're going to be the one to accept all the responsibility for this and Harrison is terrified you can tell he is extremely yeah. shook at the idea of, Mother, of no. mom, mom pushing <laughs> punishing him yeah um yeah. during all of this though the Freak. the guy that the the bounty is actually kind of yelling and screaming and uh the the mom gets kind of pissed off and brings her kids yeah, over there. He's, he's ordering, uh, he's trying to order sea rat. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Absolutely. And, and uh, we find out that they're kind of like, they're like eco warriors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they care about, they only care about the environment and animals. Basically they're terrorists. They're like environmental terrorists, but, um, they, they don't like what he's saying. So they go over there and, um, they kind of just, they, they, they turn that place inside out. They do, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the way these dudes look? These goofy-looking boys? Yeah. Because I could not tell what they had on their head for the longest time. Did I skip something? Am I, am I, am I jumping ahead a little bit? No, I don't know. What, uh, what's going on with these boys? 
when they walk up to the to the dude's table and they're wearing the hats am i i feel like i'm going crazy right now i'm sorry <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember any hats. They were, they're all wearing what I thought at first were, because they, they, I thought they had a dolphin on their shirt at first, and I was like, oh, okay. So oh, yeah, they, they probably got some bullshit. I wasn't really paying attention well, they to what have, they, they like, have, unfortunately. They have free the sea rats on their shirt, but then they all put on, like, sea rat heads. Oh, that's They're right. all wearing, yeah, like, sorry, sorry. giant, like, Mickey Mouse-shaped, like, sized, yeah. like, if you were wearing, They're like, like these mascot mask things. They're yeah, really weird. Man, yeah. You were making me feel like I was crazy. I was like, did I watch the right episode? Sorry, no, I totally <laughs> forgot about this. Yeah, this is, like, their terrorist get-up. Yeah. Um, they dress up as these sea rats because they're like like psycho vegetarians who are like if you eat meat we have to kill you and that's they they light this place up uh for serving sea rat basically uh spike and jet just take cover like kind of nonchalantly because they're more just upset that uh they're they're not going to get paid and they're not going to get to eat their food um despite like there's like bodies everywhere like this is violent and bad um but just as they're all about to escape well, hold on because i want to mention spike, that, i want to mention that when the, the the kids start shooting the mom starts singing opera for no reason oh yeah <laughs> freaks the freaks they're all freaks chris they're all freaks um during this, I guess they find out that, that the mother has a 25 million Wulong bounty on her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Spike pulls a, guns on, pulls a gun on her, uh, kind of holds her up, and she's like, Don't worry about me, boys. Go on without me. Uh, and the boys are able to escape. Her sons are able to escape, and uh, they, uh, Spike and Jet take this woman in. And then we go back over to our to our girl Faye, who has uh, drifted close to the ship and then gone over and discovered that there was somebody still alive. And this person gives her a uh, a, a locked briefcase and says, "Don't open this, but deliver this to the ISS." Um, so you need to go do that. And then he promptly dies. And mm-hmm. uh, we we go back over to Spike and Jet, and Jet kind of outlines the whole space warrior deal. Like they used to be kind of normal eco rights kind of group, and then uh, Moira uh, or excuse me Maria. Murdoch. I want to call her Moira so bad. I don't know why. Maria <laughs> Murdoch, who is the the mom's name, took it over, and they became uh like they became actual terrorists. Started blowing up shit. Started started really making trouble, uh, and are very very active in the plight of sea rats for some reason. Yeah, um, they. But also, we we start to see something something's afoot here, um, because when when Jet goes to check on the bounty. It's been canceled. There's no longer a bounty on her head, meaning that somebody's pulling some strings on the back end here. There's, we're going to learn this basically a hostage situation forming. Exactly. Uh, they're, they're blackmailing the government and like that we get some like, oh, we did what you asked. We passed a law against harvesting sea rats, you know, six months out of the year or whatever. Um, they, <laughs> the bebop just stumbles onto Faye because space is very tiny and you could just do that yeah. i love this yeah. very, i love this a lot they just like oh hey it's Faye. let's go get her and immediately handcuff her to the ship like, that's just, yep. we're gonna yep. rescue they just you have to lock her um, lock her in the bathroom again in between all of this before she gets rescued though she's of course opened up the case and like found this uh i'm gonna call it a doohickey like it's just a thing yeah i called it like a, a vial like it's Full of something, yeah. Uh, but it's kind of it has this like contain this like uh, diamond shaped container around it, uh, like obviously keeping it safe from breaking or, or what mm-hmm. have you. Uh, Spike immediately spends the next ten or fifteen minutes of the show just trying to break into it, which is very hilarious <laughs> to me. Because <laughs> oh, he's he's just an idiot. He's he goes, he's about to shoot it, uh, and then he de- at the last second doesn't. Um, and we should note the mom is sweating it the entire time. The mom is like really yeah. freaked out about all of this. Uh, basically, we get some scenes that there was some animal experimentation going on. There's all these monkeys in cages screaming, uh, and we kind of learned that there was the go- some government somebody 
is caving into the terrorists' needs to stop something from happening. Unfortunately, the Bebop coming in and capturing the mother has thrown a wrench in things. So this is a whole mess. That's why they cancel the bounty. They're like, y- you gotta let her go. Legally, there's no, she's not under arrest anymore. There's no warrant for her anymore. You have to let her go. Otherwise, it's kidnapping. So, you know, let her go. <laughs> and uh, it, I love that they find out a lot of this information because uh, one of Jet's old cop buddies that he used to run with, uh, apparently, like yeah. he, ca- he calls him up in like whatever like cop hole he's in where the guy's literally reading porn uh, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and like blackmails Jet the dude. Jet kind of blackmails him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, I, I know, you know, you used to make some busts and that stuff would go missing. He was like, what are you talking about? He's like, give me the information. <laughs> and that's how we found out all of this. Like, nice yeah. job, Jet. Jet. Jet being like a, an actual like, like fit, fit on the ground detective really makes me happy in all of this this is very good yeah um and this is where we got that like kind of this this seems like the sexualized scene of Faye. but it seems like even though she's the one who's handcuffed it also seems like she's like come on boys like i'm i'm just this pretty woman like leave me alone everyone's like no Faye. we know who you really are stop um (laughs) she lost all of her money gambling that she stole from them (laughs) of course she did she she says you know how it is cowboy easy come easy go um spike actually does end up shooting this this vial this vial case open and it goes flying into the air where jet catches it uh which is which is extremely good um and they do capitulate to the government they say okay well if they if we, there's no bounty on her and we're holding her, then we can get arrested for kidnapping. So we've got to let her go. And of course, she's like the super villain speech on the way out about, you know, keeping things safe or keeping things the way they are versus changing them back to the way nature intended. Like she's got this whole like eco terror speech thing that um, yeah. I don't really care about that much. <laughs> like, I, Yeah, this is I, I always used to skip this episode when I was trying to get to the okay, good stuff. Cool. Because <laughs> um, it's just sort of like, yeah, whatever. Uh, they're, they're planning to release this virus on Ganymede that's going to turn all humans into like apes or something yep. it's gonna just it reset things but it's not gonna hurt animals or hurt the environment it's just gonna work on humans and that's their their big game here um so after they let her go like that's what they're gonna go do is like commit this act of terrorism yeah they uh th- and like they they have this whole plan set up which I, I didn't quite understand like they she gets on a ship and of course the government follows her but the the ship is a um uh, ooh, uh, distraction, a uh, the fake. Yeah, um, yeah. And the the they really her and her boys with the virus go go back to Ganymede and they shoot all of these rockets off. Uh, but not before she has to like broadcast herself talking about how great this idea is first. So she's broadcasting this to the galaxy, and um, I think yeah. this is our first example of hyperspace in this in this in the yeah, series so far is. um so it's handled in a ve- I, I don't know shit about shit so it's just like yep we're just gonna go into hyperspace yeah and and like i whenever it comes to sci-fi um you can use the word hyperspace and i don't really care at all because i yep. just i want yep. the i want the i want the show or the book or whatever to set up whatever that is like hyperspace is a real easy like throwaway word for going super fast in between somewhere so i was waiting for this to kind of set up some rules around it and they do a pretty good job of doing it um but she's sent all of these rockets and i think they find out from uh jet's old cop buddy that he blackmailed um they uh they <laughs> they send out all of these missiles that are going through hyperspace to, to hit Ganymede. And if that, if that hits, they're going to all turn back to monkeys. Meanwhile, Faye has escaped and is like just casually filling up her ship <laughs> on the Bebop, yeah. which I really yeah. enjoy. Of like, course, oh, finally. Of while, while, um, and I think that there's a scene because she broke out of the handcuffs and now she is handcuffed eyeing the Corgi to the, to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> 
She fucking hates that dog. She hates that dog. The dog is so cute and so knowledgeable and understand kind of buster. I understand completely why Faye hates him. He's a rat, is what he is. So while the uh while the cops were going after the terrorists on one place, they went to the decoy place. The real thing is off in this hyperspace, like in between these gates. Um they have to suddenly just renew the bounty because the only ones close enough to do anything about this bomb uh are uh the the crew of the bebop. Yep. So the, the the bounty's back on, Spike heads out, he's in hyperspace, he's flying around, he sees these missiles or this bomb, whatever the hell it is, um, and he's got to stop it. They they have to stop this from happening. Uh, this is where Faye comes in. She's already escaped. She's like, hey, you need some help? He very much does need some help. He's pinned Absolutely. down pretty hard. So she's like, all right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll help for, for 60% of the cut. And he's in such dire straits that he's just like, yeah, fine, whatever, let's do this. Um, and they, it, it doesn't, again, it just doesn't go well. Things are getting too close, so suddenly they realize the plan here is not to stop the bomb but you close the gates close th- this link of hyperspace whatever the hell so now spike and Faye need to get the hell out before everything closes yeah and all of this is extremely cool by the way like i know i keep talking about the animation of the show i keep talking about how everything is so gorgeous and i wish like they should have sent a poet to the podcast because i, I don't have the words to express like how <laughs> fun this is to watch I, it was hard for me to make notes on this because i just wanted to watch the screen so much like i was like what's gonna happen next uh i, I love that Faye blackmails him into the doing the deal she's like oh i'm gonna get yeah. I, I need a you know i want 70 percent. he's like 60 40 she's like i get to 60 it's just, just like okay whatever just go Fine. <laughs> whatever let's do this yeah uh and again we're we're greeted to just this excellent jazzy action soundtrack oh, man, the soundtrack is so good that here. they yeah. they use they use it when they need it and they cut it out when they need it right as they're about to escape from hyperspace all the music goes away and it's just silence as they get they get out just in time we still see like the streaks of the bomb going by and jet comments on how like yeah it's the, it's the light is coming out but like the matter itself you can't see or yeah. it didn't didn't come through you can just see it he even says something like, didn't you take your hyperspace lessons in school and she's like whatever man i don't care yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off <laughs> um this 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 whole s- scenario is a surprise to uh, maria and her sons who uh as they're going to ganymede to, to watch all of this they have to stop up short and uh when they do that the virus which uh, was slipped into her pocket falls out yeah, of her spike pocket slipped it back into her pocket <laughs> yeah so good uh falls out, hits the inside of the, the hole or whatever, hits the inside of the ship, breaks open, and of course, that's bad news bears for everybody on that ship. Or I should say yep. bad news monkeys, I guess. So Yep. So they're just, I guess, trapped in hyperspace forever as uh, monkeys, or until they open it up. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so once again, they didn't capture anybody, so there's no reward. Um, and Faye has just inserted herself onto the Bebop, like, hey, they, she's running to them twice now, I guess she'll just stick around. You know, they're just talking, and she's like, well, alright, no use crying over it, I'm gonna go take a shower, see you guys later. <laughs> and this is something I've, for some reason I've always said this, the I don't know and I have no opinion, that's as, as Spike is complaining about Faye, it's just Jet repeating over and over, he's so tired, he's like, just, he's like the dad of this group, and he's just like, I don't know and I have no opinion. And Spike is getting more and more worked up about how mad is that Faye's there? He's like, I'm gonna go tell her off. And Jed is like, uh, I wouldn't do that, Spike. She's in the shower. And all we do is just hear a crash in the background. I think we hear gunshots <laughs> of Faye shooting at Spike. <laughs> uh, I, I like this a lot. Um, I, I definitely think that at this point we needed like more characters on this on this thing to happen. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that we're getting some, some, we're getting a crew together, basically, like we're putting the team together, yeah. is is a lot of fun for me. Uh, the dynamics in this in this relationship are good. If not, they're they're a little simple. Like Spike's 
um, oh, I, I don't like dogs or, or women with attitudes or whatever, yeah, but still yeah. like it, totally accepting both at, at the same time is yeah. it's, a, it's, I mean, that, that's a little played out as, a, as I think as a character For motivation, sure. but it still works. Like it's still fun. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spike definitely opens up a lot more. There's, there's a lot more to all of these characters. Oh yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. at this point, I mean, we, we have an idea of what the relationship between Jet and Spike is. We don't really know. But other than that, it seems like everybody so almost barely knows each other. So as the show goes, we'll get to know them, we'll get to know each other. Um, it'll open up more. But uh, once again, they're back kind of in the same place that they were before, except this time Faye's on the ship. <laughs> yeah, except they've added more people to eat the uh, yeah. the <laughs> about pepper and beef without the beef. Uh, yeah. I, th- this, this is actually a really good episode. Uh, I, I was... Again, like I, I think you had warned me, like this was an episode that you usually skip or, or what have you. But uh, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like just the weirdness yeah, of the the opera singing, which happens in a second time later in the episode when they shoot the missiles too. Uh, but all of the weird go- dudes wearing the sea rat hats and everything. Um, <laughs> you know, her whole plan. Uh, there's a scene where she's threatening the government and saying like, "Well, we, you know, we went to the legislature and we we banned it for six months." She's like, "I told you to ban it forever," and they're like, "Well, we'll go back to the mm-hmm. legislature." And he, she's like, "No, I'm going to turn you all to monkeys." <laughs> like it's 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 ridiculous and great at the same time it's it's, it's a very super yeah. villain kind of the thing to do and i'm, I'm kind of here for that so i like this episode a lot for sure for sure yeah i think all of the episodes are good so uh yeah <laughs> i can't i can't um, wait to get this, into this so. so we're hit with real folk blues again obviously we always are um see you space cowboy uh but i i wrote down what spike says in the uh, preview for the next episode, because mm-hmm. usually it's just kind of like goofy stuff, and it's been goofy stuff for for the last uh, four episodes, uh, where they just joke about how they're going to have a failed bounty in the next episode. Usually, but this time it's very serious, and um, we get a voiceover from Spike saying, "The music box is broken, or is it?" It starts to play, and a haunting tune fills the air. I awake suddenly from my dream. There is no music box, and yet there it is, a tiny one, nestled in my hand. And I awake from my dream again, as if I were peeling an onion. It's a dream, no matter how far I go. I can never reach reality, trapped in an endless nightmare. Um, I wrote all that down because it's more of that dream stuff. And uh, by the way, the ending the ending of Cowboy Bebop is not, it was all a dream. I just think that they talk about dreams a lot, and it's interesting to make note of it. They're not going to Dallas us, thank God. Okay. Yeah, spoilers, it's not all uh, Ayn's dream of what humans are like. Is it just season three of Twin Peaks, where it's just a series yes. of like escalating yeah. mind fucks, where you, you yeah. kind of think you know what's going on, but absolutely you don't know what's going on? Right, right. Um, no, I just like all that kind of, I mean, it's very like over the top, like poet- poetic kind of like stuff that he's saying here, but like, uh, I'm into it. Cool. Uh, any any last thoughts on this episode, or you want to do the admin? No, I think uh, I think that's it. Okay, I'm looking forward to covering the next few. So uh, thank you first to our patrons over at MonsterWeek.cool slash Patreon for uh, making this show possible. This is exclusively for you, so enjoy. Please please love this. Um, <laughs> thank you also to at Mellow Mix on Twitter. He uh, he did our uh, intro and our outro tunes, and he's very good. You can yeah. find his work at uh, two. That's the number two MellowMix.bandcamp.com. Very cool, very cool dude, and makes very good music. So go check that out. Uh, if you are, if you want to write in and uh, tell us what we did wrong, <laughs> or just tell us how much you like the show, <laughs> or tell us your experiences with uh, Cowboy Bebop, we're going to do a feedback episode uh, after all of these are out. So you can do that at monsterthweek.cool slash contact, or you can just add us on Twitter at MOTWcast. With, and we have open DMs over there, so you can DM that if it's a little bit long. No big deal. Chris, where, where are you at on Twitter? I am at Local Bones on Twitter. I'm at JG Greer. Come talk to us and uh, we'll see you next week. And don't give up Space Cowboy. Bye.